Welcome in to my dog's favorite podcast, The Dynasty Dogs, brought to you by Win Daily Sports. I am your host for this evening, Michael Anthony, and alongside me, as always, Rich McIntyre. How you doing, Rich? What's going on, man? I'm doing well. How are you? Ah, I was doing all right until B. John Robinson had one friggin' carry for three yeah. yards at the end of the game. Tell me about it. He, he His belly hurt. Yeah. yeah, well, now my fantasy hurts. Dude, I hit my fantasy. Well, I ended up winning still somehow. Uh, even with him only putting up 0. 0.3 points. I like, lost by like five. The fact that, that the fact that the Atlanta Falcons didn't report that Arthur Smith needs to be brought up on friggin' war crimes for that. Cause like <laughs> we could have started anybody else. Like I had for some reason, uh, Deontay Foreman on my bench who and off for 30 you know crazy. points. <laughs> I've had Deontay Foreman on my, any team, like a variant of my team <laughs> since he's coming to the league. Like he Eight years ago. I don't know why, but he's always a guy that's there. I don't know why. You're Never plays. On to that golden ticket. <laughs> like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> but then all your friends die in the freaking factory. <laughs> and here oh, I yeah. am. Dude, that was... That was I, I mean, we're going to talk about it in the injuries, but how... I guess the league is investigating the fact that it has hap- that, that happened, but like, what can you really do? I guess the league can say like, you put player safety on the line. You put, you know, our millions of dollars into betting revenue on the line because people yeah. are betting certain things. That's so. true. I mean, I look at it kind of like I hate these things when they're like, and I feel like it only makes you more angry when they're like, "Well, the league's looking into it." It's kind of like when they get when they're they get the referees and they're like, uh, "Oh, well, they're looking into this missed call," and they admit that they missed the, the call. Oh, what the hell does that do for me, dude? Yeah, yeah, you missed the call. No shit. Like, we could have told you that. I told you that from my, my couch. Now they're investigating it. What, what is that going to do? Is that I know they players don't care, but is that going to win me my game? Are they going to give me a default 10 points? <laughs> it's going to no. say plus, <laughs> plus 10 on your week yeah, for, uh, right. <laughs> for your uh, pain and suffering points. Yes, that's what I need. And but, I, That was actually not the first time this happened this week. Uh, Jim Irsay, the Colts owner, said that the, ref, the NFL – Great owner. Yeah, the, the NFL told him that the officials made mistakes that cost them their game against Cleveland last week as well. So this is just like officiating in general kind of needs to be looked at this year. It's been pretty damn bad. I think whether it's whether it be football, whether it be baseball, which is clear and uh, apparent with the umpires and their missing calls, mm, but with yeah. the NFL as well, as sports move along and get more like advanced te- technologically and as they get more advanced with betting wise, I feel as though like they really need to crack down because yeah, I know it's like, you know, it's a game, right. But you're also costing people a lot of money mm-hmm. and you know, as things progress, things only get more advanced and you're staying with the times of you're going to have these old ass dudes on the sidelines, missing calls and missing calls. Well, how long, when is enough enough? So it's definitely for, that's definitely frustrating. Are you for reviews of, you know, missed calls or bad calls on the field? Are you for that? Or do you think that takes away from the game a little bit and probably makes it longer? I mean, it. you're right. It does. It, it takes away from the game and it, it takes longer, obviously, and takes away momentum and stuff like that. But then again, are you making the game better by saying, oh, shit, we did miss that call? You know what I mean? So it's like you're, it's a double-edged sword. My argument to that is, is like, there's a holding call, I would imagine, on 99% of plays. And if that's going to be reviewed every yeah. single time, it's like, that's true. we're going to be here all night. <laughs> you have to draw, yeah, you have to kind of draw a line somewhere um, with that. Um, it's like gives away the competitive advantage, I guess you could say. But yeah, they have to come up with something. And that's why they get paid the big bucks to come up with a resolution for this. Because it's, it's getting old. And it seems to only happen to the Eagles. No, I'm just kidding. It, it's, uh, it's, it just happens more and more and more frequently. How about, uh, what was it, a few years ago, the NFL had the rule where you could review pass interference penalties, and that only lasted a year. Did you like that or no? I did. I liked that because a lot of times, every like the the wide receiver gets up and goes like this, you know, re- yeah. reaches at the and belt and throws it out of nowhere. Yeah, and then it's like, Oh, here it is. It's like the especially dependent on like what receiver it is. Like if it's like a, you know, an obviously great receiver, they're going to th- they're going to lean towards it. Just like they lean towards it when when Tom Brady, anyone sneezed on Tom Brady, it was a flag. You couldn't touch Tom. 
he could go out there in a t-shirt and he wouldn't been able to get touched. You know what I mean? But I, I liked it. I think it, I think it was good for the game because then after a while you kind of get to see, okay, this is what we've been calling for a play pass interference that hasn't been. So now we know what to look for. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, th- yeah, that- I think they should. I think if they that, still had that, the Jets would have beaten the Chiefs a few weeks ago. Oh when my they god! Yeah, the focus PI call on uh, one of the Jets corners. I forget who it was. Yeah, it was it was um, it was Sauce Gardner. Wasn't, wasn't it? Sauce? I couldn't remember if it I was him so. or what. But that I mean that would have that would have completely altered that game. The Jets would have won if they yeah. if it was reviewable. I, I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be against bringing that back. You know, some form of taking the game completely out of the refs' hands would be nice, right? Right, and you know what? A lot of times it's, and like I said, we can reference umpires in baseball again. I feel like it's more prominent there, but I'm sure it is in NFL as well. It's more like, you know, guys who, their their ego gets hurt. You know what I mean? This game's about me. You know, you're not going to show me up type deal. And that needs to be eliminated because that can cost team game, that can cost a team a game in the matter of one play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, not only are we having a you know some terrible refereeing out there, we've had some awful injuries this year when it comes to our fantasy rosters and just football in general has taken a hit injury wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, I'm, so- I'm right there. I'm right there. I got I've every injury I've received every one of them. Don't you worry. <laughs> I've, I've had a few myself. You know, Nick Chubb, the, my first mm-hmm. pick in my league. Nick but, Chubb. We had J.K. Dobbins, my uh, starting. Two starting running backs. Who's in the other dynasty. one again for you? Oh, I recently Kyron Williams. Oh, yeah, he's a right. recent uh, add to the to the list. Well, I've got you know, that. Go I got Samaj P. I got Samaj P. Ryan starting for us. Just so you know. <laughs> uh, speaking of Kyron Williams, before we get into this, the day he got injured, I traded for him, and I was Ooh. like, <laughs> "You have to be kidding me! Like this is out of this is out of control." <laughs> like I traded a late second and Traylon Burks for Kyron Williams because I liked where my wide receivers were. I needed some running back help. And I think that's not, I don't think that's a bad trade though. I like No, that. neither do I. I thought it I mean I thought it worked for both of us because both teams were going in different directions. Mm-hmm. And I, I the second I it went through, I was like, this is gonna backfire somehow because I've always been like a Traylon Burks guy. I was like he's gonna come back behind oh, yeah, no. little 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 than two hours later it's like Kyron Williams is hurt. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, I speaking of that, your boy, man, he's my goodness. I don't know when he I think he might be uh cooked with the Titans. I mean, we're gonna talk about the Titans a little bit tonight because we are going to go over a bunch of different trade deadline rumors. So mm-hmm. we'll save a little bit of that yeah, when it yeah. comes to trailing. Um that's called a tease. In... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, Daniel Jones is out again for week eight with a neck injury. Tyrod Taylor's not been looking too bad though. <laughs> I you know what? I I always liked Tyrod Taylor like from a distance. I always ever since he was in San Diego and he got like lanced by I know, the doctor. I know where you're going. He is the unluckiest quarterback in history. Yeah, he he had a like an okay career with it, like potential to, to be a starting, like had starting potential. And then the dude's like, I'm going to stab this guy in the lung. And you're like, no, they were like, oh, we just drafted Justin Herbert. Let's just put this just a little <laughs> deeper. I'm like, and then ever since then, it's like kind of like with uh, the same you could say about Teddy Bridgewater. I thought he was going to be fantastic. And then he had that gruesome knee injury in uh, Minnesota. And then it was just like, kind of, he's kind of screwed now. But um, he hasn't looked bad. No, the, the Giants offense look, looks completely different. Wondell Robinson and Darren Waller have really uh, stepped it up the past few weeks. Darren Waller's been a top five tight end the past two or three weeks, which is which great. Which kind of surprises me. Why, oh, because you're, you, you're more on the end I of was, his career's almost over. Yeah, I, I was thinking he was going to be hurt. You know, he's always he has been hurt for, you know, a while. Uh, he's always had lingering injuries. He's he was a late bloomer, um, but he's been he's been surprisingly good. He's a guy I stayed away from, and I always keep. I I feel like I always get bit in the ass by tight end for like every single year. I yeah, got David and Joku, yeah, and it's like because there's really like five maybe that are decent, roughly, yeah. And then you got to like kind of like 
get lucky. Like whoever drafted Sam Laporta is like, you're set mm-hmm. because he's, you know, having a great year, but like there's kind of only really five guys. And then after that, it's a crapshoot. I, I, so, you know, Darren Waller was one of my guys. He was our my yeah. dog tag for the giants because mm-hmm. I thought this was going to be a career resurgence for him. And it was a little bit of a slow start. I started to get a little worried, but these mm-hmm. next few weeks with Tyrod out there, giving me a little bit of hope. Hope yeah, but are you worried? Are you worried that like once Tyrod, because Tyrod's not going to start over Daniel Jones? No, nah, you would think not. But I mean, this neck injury might keep Daniel Jones out a little longer, and maybe they will. You know, if Darren Waller gets hot, they'll keep feeding him. You know, like he's been yeah. not hot, but he's been good. Mm-hmm. They'll just keep feeding him. But we are going to talk about Darren Waller a couple times tonight because he's part of some other questions. Uh, Brock Purdy. Got a concussion during the game Monday night against the Minnesota Vikings. He's been limited in practice, and I don't know how you get a concussion in one week and you're back, but here we are. Oof. You know what? You Like we've talked about before, previous with injuries, I mean, we've seen it, how <laughs> Tua Tungavailoa came back from how many countless concussions came right back. Yeah. I He's gonna get he's gonna get bumped on the you know bumped a little bit hit his head and he's gonna be out and mm-hmm. it's just it's neglect at this point it's like there's no other word to say besides neglect um, you you have all of the evidence and all of the facts that you need for head injuries and to put a guy right back in I I thoroughly believe that's a uh, kind of misjudgment mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think so uh, the next one a couple. Seahawks, uh, Tyler Lockett and Ken Walker both didn't practice yesterday with hamstring injuries. Uh, maybe this is another JSN week because he looked pretty damn good out there mm-hmm. last week when DK wasn't out there. But uh, we'll have to wait and see with that. Uh, the next one I have is Kyler off the injury report. <laughs> Kyler Murray might be playing this week. What yeah, do you think? Yeah. I mean, what's his name? What's his name? Um, the the quarterback that Dallas got Dallas. in. Josh Dobbs, yeah, he's escaped my my mind. He's been playing pretty well. Like, yeah. he hasn't looked terrible, but I mean, Kyler's obviously the guy you're paying a hell of a lot of money to. So I guess we'll see. It's his, it's his time to show. Let's not draft another quarterback. That's where I was going to go. I think that's probably why they're bringing him back is because they maybe want to see what he can do before they make a decision on drafting another quarterback because they are going to probably be in that hunt for a quarterback. I agree, but then the more and more the season goes on, the more and more I watch, you know, some college football as well. And the more and more Caleb Williams just gets weirder and weirder and weirder yeah, each man. week. He's, he's yeah. a he seems like a space cadet, dude. And it's like, do you want that on your team? Or like Didn't he say something about he wants uh stock share in the team or something like yeah, that? He wants him in, like he wants like like uh like ownership. An ownership stake in the team he's drafted by. Like what the you haven't what are even taken do- nap yet. <laughs> no, like no, yeah, like you don't. I don't know what the hell you are. Get out of here. Like, let's. Right. Why don't you prove yourself first, bud? Yeah, you know and what I mean. His dad was saying something where it was like he was only going to go to certain teams. Yeah, and uh, that, that's worked out excellently for when the athlete's father speaks. Oh yeah, <laughs> we've seen yeah. that countless times. But. uh yeah, we'll have to. We're gonna have to wait and see when it comes to Arizona. And with you know, I know we went a little off topic, but with Caleb Williams as well, because he could be the next Cardinals quarterback. I think he's he's kind of kind of a little bit overrated. Oh, I'm, for fantasy, he's great. Yeah, he does make a, like, uh, a bunch of you know bad judgment. Des- are you talking about Kyler? Or are you talking about Caleb? I should have. Asked. I'm talking about Caleb Williams. Oh, I thought you were talking about Kyler. I was like, Kyler's a good fantasy quarterback, and I think he's a good quarterback. He just makes bad judgment decisions. Yeah. But Caleb Williams, I do definitely see like the generational talent thing, but like he could be a space cadet. Like you said, he could mm-hmm. be um, a guy who just doesn't make it in the NFL because of the issues, you know, with coaching and stuff like that. That could happen. And the fact that, and the fact that he's playing in the SEC. Like, I mean, he's playing out. No, he's not playing in the SEC. Oh, I was gonna say. I, I was. I was thinking of the SEC. I was gonna I was say. Like, he's, not, he's, he's he's not playing. He's not playing. He's playing in what Pac-12. He's yeah. not playing in the, the likes of Alabama. He's not playing the likes of Georgia. He's not this, seeing guys who 
who that who their defenses could probably beat like Denver. Like mm. there's teams, there's SEC teams that could definitely, at least the defense wise, give an NFL team a run for their money. So he is he seeing real competition out there? And not only that, like you said, so he when he did face real competition, Notre Dame he threw three picks. Right. And not right. only that, again, he's that that team's not good. They're not going to make a college playoff. They're not going to Mm-mm. face like those teams. But we'll see. I mean, we're going at some point soon. We're going to be talking about the twenty four class coming up. Yeah. So I've started uh, doing some digging, especially mostly into the wide receivers for this class. It's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, but a few I, more I injuries yet. Besides but, Marvin Harrison Jr. Ah, uh, well, yeah. Uh, who I'm tanking go, for? So. <laughs> <laughs> Not deliberately. Just, yeah, it's just yeah. happening. I can't, I can't say that or I'll get fined. <laughs> uh, let's just go over one more injury. Deshaun Watson, the worst signing in NFL history, is hurt again. I just... And it brings joy to my heart to see. Not not injuries, but like everyone roasts the shit out of them. Like when they get a chance, like uh, Devin Witherspoon, it's just roasting. I don't know if that was real. I don't know if that oh, was that, real or not, but that was hilarious. Uh, there was another one that I, I forget what it was, but um, just everyone, and it's good, good. Yeah, he's a, no, the, he's a, the Browns he's a dirt, deserve it. The Browns deserve ball. it, so to say. Hey, the Browns have P.J. Walker, the, the pride of <laughs> Temple University, thrown out there, and I think, hey, go with him. Yeah, I mean, it looks like that's what's going to happen. I mean, unless um, they trade for another quarterback, because that that division is wide open, and if you can't count on Deshaun Watson to be out there to play, I mean, Kevin Savansky said like two weeks ago when he was held, when he held out, mm-hmm. he was like he was cleared to play. He just he said no. I was like, but your coach that, says that that's not good. <laughs> number one, I've always loved PJ Walker everywhere he went from the Houston Roughnecks. To the Carolina Panthers, he's oh he's always been he's always played well. I feel like he's never really gotten a great shot. He's always played well. He's never looked like shit when he's out there. Um, Deshaun Watson, huh? He didn't look Would great, you, but all right. No, I mean he looked he he looked good. He didn't look like he shouldn't be out there. Yeah. Um, but he's not yeah, losing them the game because no. the, the defense is the defense is keep is winning them the game essentially. I, but he's I feel not. Like he doesn't make ridiculous decisions. Unlike Deshaun Watson. Um, <laughs> How about if you started him last week and you got like negative points and lost because he, was, he went out right away? That's when you bitch and complain to your your commissioner. <laughs> Take Please this don't. away. <laughs> Please don't. Um, all right, so let's get into last night's uh, game between the Bills and the Bucks before we get into some trade deadline rumors and then some trade questions that I had. Bills win the game 24-18. There was a minute there where... Uh, the Bucks scored on the second to last drive, and I was like, "This is the game the Bills are going to lose. This is the game where Josh Allen screws something up." Yeah, screws yeah. the pooch, but he didn't. He didn't. They won. He looked good last night too. Mm-hmm. Thirty-one of forty, three hundred twenty-four yards, two TDs, one INT. This is kind of the game they needed. Um, Stefan Diggs didn't really have the the biggest game, but it was the supporting cast around him mm-hmm. that. Had a great game. So Khalil Shakir, 6 for 92. Gabe Davis, 9 for 87 and a TD. My guy, Dalton Kincaid, finally breaking out of the shadow of Sam Laporta for these past two weeks has looked good. 565 for a TD. They needed this win. They needed this win, and they needed to win that way to show that this offense isn't just Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. Yeah, that kind of seems like a almost like a Matt Stafford game. Whereas where, you know, Matt Stafford has always through his career been able to spread the ball around and feed multiple guys. And that's exactly what that seemed like. And that's good to see, um, you know, spread the wealth, so to speak, not exactly fantastic for fantasy because it's like, oh shit, where, you know, where do I, who do I start? Where do I go? But that's good for Josh Allen. Cause I, I was a big Josh Allen guy to a point. I know you were bigger because you had him over Jalen Hurts and I had Hurts over him. But, no, he looked good last night. It was a good game by him. And, I mean, like you said, with fantasy, there was, like, several starting players you could have had in your lineup. But, like, if you started Diggs, you're probably not overly happy. But Yeah, right, right. Because, like, obviously the guy you're going to take is Diggs and throw him in. But then you see if you have Diggs and you're like, damn, Shakir's getting all these, you know, looks. And then you got Gabe Davis who's going to take some looks. And then now you got Kincaid jumping into the fold. So, yeah. 
So speaking of Dalton Kincaid, he looked really good last night. I think this is kind of what is going to be going forward. He, you know, he had some tough matchups last night, like Levante David and Devin White. Those are two good linebackers that were covering mm-hmm. him a bit. But I guess it took Dawson Knox to not be on the field for him to really so you know, bust out. Right. So with that, so does it is it take essentially their wide receiver? I mean, their tight end one not being in the game to for him to be you know irrelevant in the game, or you know is this something that going forward he can play with Knox? You know what I mean? I think the more he's out there and the more Josh Allen sees him and only him out there is going to be beneficial for Dalton Kincaid because like. Mm. When Knox is out there, he knows he's got Stefan Diggs, he's got Dawson Knox, he's got Gabe Davis. These are guys that he's been with for several years now, mm-hmm. you know? And Dalton Kincaid is not as a good blocker as Dawson Knox, so there are going to be times where Dawson Knox might chip and go, you know? So he yeah. might be out there a little bit more than Dalton Kincaid or running different routes than Dalton Kincaid. So he might get the dump-off passes. I, I'm just glad to see... This happened. Not that Dawson Knox getting hurt. I'm glad to see Dalton Kincaid is reminding people why he was taken in the first round. Why he was my tight end one going into this class. Why I still have him ranked ahead of Sam Laporta in Dynasty rankings. Do you? That's spicy. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess you could say it is spicy because Sam Laporta has really taken off. But my eyes didn't lie when I watched him at Utah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It just might have, t- it might, tight ends normally don't, like Sam Laporta right now is an outlier. Right. Tight ends normally don't break out year one. I was hoping for a Kincaid, but it turned out to be Laporta. And they uh, can also turn out to be one or the other, like a blocking one or a receiving. So it's only, you know, one or two ways they can go. But it seems like we got two really good ones out of this draft for fantasy yeah. purposes, especially, you know? Yeah. But on the Buck side of the ball, uh, Rashad White, nine for 39, had, Seven for 70 receiving yards. Uh, not a great rushing game. It was all right. But for the receiving is what's going to give you the points, you know, which is big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you actually we're playing each other this week in fantasy. I forgot to mention that. So go to hell. You're probably uh, going to you're going to win because I'm like I said, I'm tanking or not. So no, much no, tanking. not in Dynasty in redraft. Because you have Chris Godwin in that league, and he had five for 54 in OTD last night. Well, that non-PPR league, which I'm completely, (laughs) I have no idea. I might as well be, like, learning how to speak Greek if I'm playing non-PPR. What is, what even is, what's our score? Well, you're winning, because I, I, yeah. Don't worry, I lose every week. I'll find a way. (laughs) I didn't have anybody starting last night, or did I? No, no. No, you did. You had Godwin. I had Godwin who got me 14. That's nice. 14 in non-PPR? What is that in PPR? Like, 40? That's a lot. <laughs> no, it's not 40, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> um, Mike Evans really, really struggled in this game until the second-to-last drive, 3 for 39, 1 TD. I don't know if you saw the touchdown. It it bounced off the defender's helmet into Mike Evans' arm. No, I didn't see I but I have him in one of my other leagues, um, PPR, so that definitely helped. I had Josh Allen going last night, who got me almost thirty. And yeah, I'm him against him and also in one league. Nice, dude. It's it's nice. I've never this so this year in my this is my first year in PPR where I haven't done a stack. Mm. And I kinda like I'm kinda I kinda like it. Like I d I don't know, like you know how You're like, not too I, dependent on one game. Right, right. I always, I always did like quarterback, wide receiver. That's what I always did. But now it's like I have Josh Allen, Waddle, London, Bijan, Jonathan Taylor, and Joku, Mike Evans. That's my start lineup, and it's like every guy can do, you can go off. And I've never mm-hmm. like been someone who's done that. You know what I mean? Oh, right. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, usually I'm a guy who also goes for stacks, and I don't think mm-hmm. there is actually one, two, two. I do have a stack. And it's one of them's Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, which that's nice. Is never going to mess you up, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but let me ask you about these two teams, um, the Bills and the Bucks. Do you think this is where the Bills get rolling? Because again, we I mentioned it. The offense looked better last night. It looked like they were able to move the ball at points at will, and they were able to spread the ball around. You know, 
But is it because it was against the Bucks? Like yeah, the Bucks haven't been a terrible team. They're that's they're, where I was. They're like a middle team. They're yeah, five, like five hundred to a little bit below five hundred. Yeah, team. yeah, I could see them finishing maybe a game below or being five hundred at the end of the season. But like, is this one of those things where okay, Buffalo loses uh, to a division rival in New England and then comes back and beats the Bucks? Is this kind of like where the turning point? comes back for them and they kind of like establish dominance in the AFC East. Well, I hope not because they're going to get steamrolled by the Eagles. I hope they, they run into a buzzsaw. Oh, that's right. We played. Yeah. yeah we play, uh, I, don't know, I don't know when they come up on the towards the end of the year. Uh, I think. Yeah. No, November. I'm going, I'm going mm. to the tailgate. November 26th to be precise. Mm. 26? That should be a good one too. Oh my God, that weekend. Yeah. Um, they play them here. So yeah. We'll see the ball. I mean, uh, that key to that game will be the the cornerbacks need to be healthy. So Darius well, and one of the news we didn't talk about, and I know we're getting a little off track, but the Eagles got a safety in Kevin Byard, <sighs> which is great. I love it. Ha- Howard Roseman, buddy. Yeah, it was. It's nice that you know Terrell Edmonds was nice. You know, at certain points he, he seemed like <laughs> was a good he, dude. Was he a but, nice person? Like, is is that I, I it? Because he because he stunk at football. Like, is he? <laughs> Is he a nice at being a nice person? Like that's it. Dude, watching him, so he was supposed to be the backup coverage for Bradbury on that Tyreek Hill touchdown, and I just see Tyreek Hill (laughs) by both of them. I was like, "You're supposed to be the help over the top. Why are you behind him?" (laughs) Dude, I I cannot stand Tyreek Hill um, for personal reasons. He's just I think he's a scumbag human being. But watching that, I'm like, God damn, he is fast as hell. <laughs> he is fast. He's he's fast, fast. He makes fast guys look not so fast. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about the Bucks real quick. Um, I am going to mention somebody on their team at the trade deadline conversation we're going to have. But where do you see them going? The Bucks. Yeah. Uh, middle of the road. Middle of the road. I think there may be... They could either be so there'd be three options I think for them, one game above five hundred, they could be five hundred, or they could be one game below five hundred. That's where I see them finishing because they came out hot. They yeah, really came out because Baker's a gunslinger. You know what I mean? He's going to come out and you know guns a blazing, throwing the ball all around. It's just like Josh Allen. Um, years back, I remember that draft. They came out in the same year, and I said those two, those were my two guys in that that draft. That mm-hmm. were going to be prolific quarterbacks. One, I'm right about. One, Meh. not so much. <laughs> Meh. One's uh, eh. Uh, so let's get into that trade deadline conversation a little bit because we do have the trade deadline is going to be next week. I believe it's Halloween. It's, it's Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. It's Tuesday. I think Halloween's Wednesday. Is it? Mm-hmm. I think okay, so. So either way, it's like almost the day before Halloween or Halloween, whatever. But. Speaking of the Bucks, do you think Mike Evans gets dealt, and what do you think that means for fantasy or dynasty or fantasy in general? Um, sorry, I have to pause this because John Cena came out on SmackDown. <laughs> if for anyone who's listening, I'm the biggest John Cena fan in the goddamn world. If you know him, tell him I love him. Do I think Mike Evans him, gets? <laughs> do you think? Do I think Mike Evans gets dealt? Um, yeah, I think he does because he's not uh, it's hard because he's not going to get a contract right Mm -hmm. but he's playing well enough that his stock is going up yeah and i think that's why they should deal him yeah 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 absolutely if there's a trade partner out there that's willing to give you the price that you want absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely take it you know Mm -hmm. i mean if you can get a high two maybe Mm -hmm. i can't see someone giving a one for him uh, probably but, not, but like I two think, three would be where I would think you would think, but who knows? I mean, like he is been steady Eddie wide receiver his entire career. You and know? this is, let me preface this. This is actual trades in the NFL, not what you should yes. trade for in dynasty. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think he, at the highest I would go is a two. If yeah, I'm I think, NFL. I think the Bucks need to start looking towards the future. Cause that team is. Mm-hmm. It's got some young pieces, but it feels like it's very old at the same time. Like, you know, Baker, Evans, uh, Godwin's kind of like at the midpoint. He's, you know, still young enough. They have mm-hmm. a shot white in the backfield. Uh, I think they need to, like, kind of revamp that entire team at this point. 
What do you what if what if they think Baker is the guy? I mean, then then you that'd can't be crazy, right? Evans like go. then then suddenly you got to like re-sign Mike Evans. They can't think that he's the guy, though. I I I would venture to believe they don't think that, but I mean, who but knows? Like, but where do they fit? Like like we just talked about, where do they finish? They don't finish high enough to get one of these quarterbacks that are coming out. Or no, they're bad, probably going to you know? be like. I would say anywhere if unless they trade Evans, they start trading players like that could completely obviously change a whole bunch of things. Right. But they could be, I'd say anywhere from twelve to fifteen, pick twelve I, to fifteen. So that don't really get you much. No, I mean unless you unless you package some things and try to move up, you know. Yeah. Unless they screw around and win that division because that division is completely like winnable. Open. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So let's get to the next play. Uh, the next two players, we'll talk about two Oakland Raiders. No, sorry, <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders in Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfo. Do you see either of these two wide receivers being dealt? I mean, what can you really uh, Renfro? Yeah, maybe, but what could you, you're wearing a number seven jersey? I'd give a number seven pick. Maybe a, Renfro. Maybe two hot dogs and a hamburger. I don't know. Like he's really. Whatever. He could be a nice slot guy, maybe for someone. Um, Devontae Adams, I feel like they're like going to purposely like derail this guy's career just because I feel like Oak or Oakland. See, I'm right with you. Um, Las Vegas slash Oakland has always been like a place where they're like kind of like feel like they have like an agenda. Like they're not going to do what's best for the, the guy. They're going to hold on to Devontae Adams because he can get tickets. He can sell tickets. You Josh know what I mean? Sucks too. Oh my god, he stinks, dude. That guy stinks. Uh, Devonte. So Renfro, I would think, would go to a team like New England. New England. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Yep. Uh, they could probably short, use him. Short white wide receiver. Yes, you think of Wes <laughs> Welker. I think of Hunter Renfro. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they could definitely use him. Uh, he's not going to do much like to help them really win. But, you know, whether they keep Mac Jones next year or he they stinks. bring in another. Yeah, who also so I'm stinks. sorry to cut you off. He stinks, dude. He stinks. <laughs> or they bring in a new quarterback. That, I mean, he's a, another guy who's also been pretty steady except for these past two years. But I think part of that is Josh McDaniels, not just mm-hmm. Renfro. And isn't it crazy, like, how much, like, a coach can really, like, take off of, like, your flow and how everything's going. You know, I know everything that came out – John Gruden was a goddamn moron to say it, put it lightly, but like they were looked like they were really going to be something when they had him there. And then they hire this numb nuts dude who comes in. It's like, and every dude that they like really get off of the, they pluck off of the, the Bill Belichick tree. Like really is not good. You no. know what I mean? Like who, no. who has turned out really well? Um, no None one of them really like I can think of. So top of my head, Bill O'Brien, who went to Alabama now he's and bounced around. He went to Penn State, went to Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame bounced around Alabama. Now he's back in New England as some sort of something. Matt oh, Patricia. Is he? Okay. Yeah. Matt Patricia, who's a doofus. Um, Josh McDaniels. Back in New England. No, no, oh, no Patricia's, he Patricia's yeah. here. Patricia's oh, that's here. right. I forgot yeah. about that. Remember? Because that was a big story yeah. with Darius Slay and him. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Weird. McDaniels, um, who was the dude who went to the Browns? What was his name? Eric Mangini. Oh yeah, um, is that it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Mangini, but I can't remember. Yeah, you're right. Mike, Eric, Mike, Eric. I think his name is Eric. Yeah. But like all these guys, um, the dude from um, New York, Joe Judge. Oh, Joe yeah, yeah. Judge. He's he was from he, he's from around around us. Here. He stunk. Yeah. He he was gone in what two years because mm-hmm. he was making he was making dudes do fucking wind sprints. <laughs> like <laughs> it was like like what are you even doing? Like get, right. get out of here. Um, so every guy who really comes out of the Bill Belichick tree really isn't good. Like he, right. they haven't turned out. And hell, Bill Belichick ain't looking good either. But not right now. No, it's, no. It's it's looking like this which, might be over for him. Soon. Which will pose the all time argument of was it Tom Brady? Mm, true, true. Um, <laughs> last thing, let's. What about Devontae Adams? I could see him. So he's obviously not going to go to an AFC West team that would probably need him, like the Chargers. 
or mm-hmm. the Chiefs. I would say both of those teams are more than likely right. out because mm-hmm. they're not going to trade him in division. Division. But right. is there a team that you could see him going to? Um, no, I, like I said, I think they hold on to him just to sell tickets. Um, I don't, I don't see him moving. I don't see them moving him. If, I mean, gun to my head, who do I think he, first, first team I think of again would be Green Bay, but, um, no, maybe (laughs) that would be hilarious. Right. Maybe a team like. You know, obviously the familiar familiarity with um, the Jets when Rodgers comes back, um, a team like the Giants maybe, but I don't see I don't see him moving. I, I kind of have like mixed feelings, like you like you're saying. I, I'm not sure if he's going anywhere. I'm trying to look up right now what the hot I would teams like because I, I would like because I know but. I know people have said like. Oh, you know, the Chiefs, the Chargers. But in my mind, I'm like, they're they're not going to trade him there. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Um, Trying to see if there's any updates on, like, him possibly going anywhere. But The twi- Twitter sphere? Yeah, the Twitter sphere. Of course, my phone wants to act up. But I, I, he does sell tickets. I could, I could definitely agree with that. But do you really want, like, a guy who's completely angry on that team still be in there? Right. But all right, well let's get into the next couple guys before like, you know, <laughs> we talk about Dave, uh, Devontae Adams for the rest of the night. Jerry yeah. Judy and Cortland Sutton. I was going to say what do you think about anyone in Denver? Um I've oh I love Cortland Sutton. I've always loved him. I think he's been one of the most underrated wide receivers that has steadily in, like increased production and has gotten better each year since he's been in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see him win. Um, he could be a guy that could move to maybe uh, San, uh, not San Diego. See, look at us, us living in the mid two thousands. Look at us um, <laughs> move to Los Angeles chargers. If they put up the, uh, the right price, um, that'd be nice for, I don't know if they would trade again. I don't know if they would trade him in division, though. Right. I don't think that's as big as a move as Devontae Devontae Adams. Adams. Yeah. You know what I mean? Devontae Adams, I think, is like in a tier of his own, whereas, you know, Cortland Sutton would be, you know, lesser of a tier, but still a very, very, very good wide receiver. Um, What about a team like, let's say for him, because we're not going to say for Judy because of what happened with Steve Smith, Carolina? What about Carolina? Mm. Um, that'd they be nice. Yeah, yeah, they could use it. They um, they really haven't done well with Terrence Marshall. They thought he was going to be good. Mingo looks like as good as our good old friend. Remember Barcavius Mingo, the defensive <laughs> end. Yeah, if no one remembers him, that's as about as relevant as Jonathan Mingo is now. Um, Marshall, I feel like they're moving from him. Adam Thielen, who's I think his 49th birthday He's, tomorrow, but also um, being really good. Yeah, Adam which which I've got to go uh, on record and say that I was wrong, mm-hmm. and I thought he was going to stink. But um, yeah, that'd be a good that'd be a good fit for him. What about Jerry Judy? What where do you think he goes? Because I see things for him like uh, obviously not Carolina, but um, where to go? I just had it up. Maybe the, the Philadelphia Star- Stars, <laughs> or like the the oh. Philadelphia Soul, who are coming back next year. What about the Jets? He stinks. I don't. I. I don't like. I'm with Steve Smith. I think he stinks. Yeah. Um, I think. I don't think he's very good either. He also just can't stay healthy. Mm-mm. What he about like, the Jets or Browns possibly for Judy? Well, I think um, the Browns probably a good possibility because they lose um, Peoples Jones next or after this season, right? He's a free agent. He'll probably get paid. I think he goes to a team maybe like the Titans. Um, okay. But yeah, that'd be maybe a good. But he has to be. He has to learn to be the second fiddle. So, right, right. Um, what about what about a guy like Hollywood Excuse Brown? I, I don't think he gets moved. But like people have been mentioning his name as a possibility to get traded, and I think if he were to go anywhere, the LA Chargers would or the Chiefs would be great for him as a deep vertical threat. 
uh, because they neither one of those teams really have that right now. Uh, yeah. I just and don't he, think they let him go, though. He's a guy, too, that, like, he's, like, much like Sutton, I think, is, like, kind of on a team that's ready to rebuild or is in the midst of rebuilding or about to rebuild. And you kind of – do you do them, a ser- do them a service by moving them to get the capital? He's not incredibly old. No, he's young. Right. So do you build with whoever, either Kyler? It's such a like well, a mystery. My there. thing is why I don't think they move him is he's been like Kyler's main target on that team when he was healthy. Right, but if they move on from from Kyler, Kyler then sure. not, you know. Sure. But they got to also <laughs> you got to give the next quarterback somebody to throw to. Yeah, yeah, you definitely right. got to have somebody to throw to. Uh, did we say Mike Evans? Yeah, we did. We talked about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Henry. Baltimore. Yeah. I yeah. think Baltimore is a likely destination for him. Um, if he gets moved at all. But I'm reading that his um, like talks with them. It just got an update that talks with around him have been kind of, quote, cold. So yeah, because nobody really wants to take on or first of all they're not paying running backs in so, the first place so per this bleacher report 32 minutes ago henry trade market is quote cold there is a growing sense that derrick henry won't be traded so that kind of sucks um mm-hmm. just because like you could see the guy like he could help a team and he could win and he'd be so entertaining on another team where he's yeah. just gonna his career is gonna just be it is what it is in tennessee you know what i mean I also think that a team like Baltimore really should be doing really what, like, without overpaying, without, like, giving up the farm. At least, but, like, kick the tires, yeah. Yeah, they should be going to get a guy like him because that is exactly the running back they need mm-hmm. in Baltimore. They, I mean, they have Gus Edwards right now who's Tarek Henry, light minus 5,000, right, you know? Right, Like but, a dollar store version. Yeah, they he would definitely benefit from there. And I, Baltimore's a good football team. Yeah. But, but what about I mean, we'll, Hopkins? Speaking we'll of the see. Titans too. Ah, oh, man. So he should have never went there in the first place, but right. I agree. So me personally, like we've talked about this before, Der- uh, Deandre Hopkins is one of my favorite NFL players of all time. I love DeAndre Hopkins. And now that the Eagles signed Julio Jones last week, it's like, <laughs> it puts us like, yeah, there's completely, it puts us completely out on like, I'm like, damn, you couldn't have just not done that. And then like waited a little bit and then like trade for DeAndre Hopkins. Dude, I would have been happier than a pig and shit if that happened. <laughs> um, do, does he get moved? You got to think he does, right? Yeah, I would his, think so too. His he contract's looks- kind of hefty, but it's only two years, I think. Yeah, he looks disinterested now. Like, he mm-hmm. looks pissed. It sucks. But, like, you chose that. Right. I was going to say, what did you expect going there? Yeah. Like, did you expect yeah. something good? Like, like I don't understand what you, you thought Ryan Tannehill was Joe Montana. Like, I don't understand what you thought. And I don't think he wants to go through, which I am so confused what Tennessee is doing. They're saying, like, Will Levis and Malik Willis are both playing on Sunday. Like, Dude, that is going to like screw so many things up for your team because like how can one player get hot? How can one player get consistent when it's mm-hmm. like Will Levis is out there for two two series and then all of a sudden it's hey, it's Malik Willis and it's just like it, yeah. it's bad for both of them. So what it is is DeAndre Hopkins is a better in my receiver that doesn't have the mindset of the rebuild and the the testing of well maybe Malik Willis maybe Will Levis but like you knew this was what was going to happen right you know what I mean like you knew that this this is a situation you're going into so kind of what do you how do you expect you know now with all the people that we've talked about you know we've talked about several names possibly on the move at the NFL trade deadline are there any or a couple of these players that have your interest in in trading for in dynasty, like say for instance, Devonte Adams gets a tr- uh, change of scenery and you're a contender. Is that something you're going to go out to, you know, try to get him or is, you know, Cortland Sutton in New York. Hey, you know, can I give you a second or two seconds for Cortland Sutton? Would you do that? I would, if I'm on the receiving end, I would, I would 
probably trade him away. I would trade him. I like I like the draft capital. I like to think of getting younger always. But I don't know because it always takes – there's always growing pains. Mm-hmm. Right? On a new team. Yeah. So there's always growing pains, but it always could be – like I said, I'm a, I'm a proponent of changing scenery. I feel like that's good for the player. Um, if you're a contender, I feel like I would kind of st- – if you're contending that year, like you think you're going to move into the playoffs and make a deep run, I feel like making a trade for a guy like, you know, Sutton would be a little bit harder because I feel like that'll take him more time to learn the playbook. Mm. Whereas if you trade for Devontae Adams, I feel like he's a superstar and he'll jump right in and give you instant production. You and know what I mean? Pretty so much, he's pretty much quarterback proof at this point. Right, right. Devontae so Adams. it's like it's like guys that are like you know are superstars who are, aren't going to make – take time to learn. Whereas I feel like Sutton, like I said, is below that and it's going to maybe take a couple weeks. So those couple weeks, you being a contender in that year could be like, ah, you know, that could hurt you. So say if you're, let's switch it to a rebuilder. So say Jerry Judy ends up in like Houston with uh, Houston Tech uh, with CJ Stroud and he gets a deal there. You know, he signed for three, four years. Does mm. that pique your interest on him a little bit in dynasty? Yeah, I guess so. You could say that because I think Robert Woods is eventually going to be on his way out. I love Nico Collins. Um, mm-hmm. I think Tank Dell is also really good. So where you know, where is really his? Where is the ball going to go? You know what I mean? With him right. there, it could be he could be it could be hit or miss. It depends on what yeah. you're giving up to get him. True. I, I think at this point, I couldn't give up even if like he got a trade change of scenery like that. I don't think I could give up a one. I don't well, because he hasn't showed you anything. Yeah, I don't think I could do that. Mm-hmm. I just no. I don't. You're crazy. I don't. No. No. What about if it was Hollywood Brown, though, and he goes to the Chiefs or Chargers? That's somebody I think I would give up if I was winning or even rebuilding. I think I would give up like a back end first or a, two seconds. Okay. Maybe so not I'm a first if I'm rebuilding because I would like to, you know, obviously have that to rebuild with, mm-hmm. but. I'd give up a couple seconds for him, or if I'm a contender, a back end first. So I would be with that, yes, if he goes to the Chiefs. No, if he goes to the Chargers. Why is that? Because there's absolutely no one in in Kansas City. So he would instantly be the one, be nice number one. If he goes to, to Los Angeles, there's you got Quentin Johnston, who I know you're not a big proponent of. He hasn't done anything, though. Right, but like it's still it's his rookie year. You know what I mean? So that's at least a guy that they put a pick into, so they're invested in him. You got Keenan Allen, who is their, you know, their guy out there. He's their number one guy, and who's had a decent, he's had a good year. He's stayed on the field, which is great. And then you got Mike Williams. So, like, there's three. So there's three guys. So you got to worry about are they going to get rid of one? Because you know if if Brown goes out there, is he going to be the fourth wide receiver? I don't you know think what I mean? He'd be the fourth right now. Right. No. So he'd probably but be like, two. I need to know who they're getting, who they're moving out for him to establish his dominance. You know what I mean? Whereas well, if he goes to Kansas City, he's a clear one. He's not. You're not going to get Mike Williams though this year. No. Uh, he's he's definitely uh, a better deep threat right now than Quentin Johnston is. Yeah, for now. For now, but like, you know, I don't, I don't see it in him, and I just haven't seen it in Quentin Johnson. And I think Hollywood Brown would be a nice piece on that L.A. Chargers team. Yeah, I mean, he, he would be. He would be a nice piece, but I don't know what I'd be. I'd be more willing to give more up if he goes to Kansas City than if he went to All right, that's Los fair. Angeles. I mean, I can't really argue with that. All right, you want to go over some trade questions that I was asked and some that I came up with? Sure. For dynasty purposes. All right. So uh, Longhorn Cougar asks, would you trade Puka Nakua for Jalen Waddle? Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. I could I wouldn't be able to hit the, the accept button fast enough. So you would want the Waddle side? Yes, yes. Okay. I just want to make sure we're we're I just on the same I page. yeah, I feel like whoever offered you that is the he's seeing the flash in the pan. I've seen mm-hmm. consistent years with Waddle. Whereas I've seen six, what, seven games with Puka. I'm going with the consistency over because next year he could be, you know, shit. Right. Well, I mean, you could really say that about, you know, any wide receiver, though. But I don't know. But he has Waddle has rapport now. So 
Yeah, so I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I would take Waddle as well because I looked at it this way. Um, Jalen Waddle is going to be with Tua Tagovailoa for the majority of his career. We don't know who Puka's going to have a quarterback because we never know what's going to happen with right. Matt Stafford. Yeah. Uh, McDaniels. He's not exactly spring chicken. Yeah, not McDaniels. Uh, why is it blanking on me? Miami's coach. McVay. Oh, McVay, um, no. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about no, uh, Miami's coach. Mike something. Yeah, Mike McDaniel, right? Why am yeah, I blanking on this? Okay. I don't know. Um, you know, he's a very good coach. He's going to be consistent there. We never know when Sean McVay is going to be like, hey, I'm going to go do commentary because that's been a rumor for several years mm-hmm. now. Uh, right now, Puka Nakua, though, is wide receiver for 58 catches, 752 yards, two TDs. Waddle is wide receiver 34, 30 catches, 359 yards, two TDs. I am just basing this off of, you know, draft capital, draft capital on Waddle, what I just said about, like, the things that we might not have with Puka next year or two years from now that we know we're going to have with Jalen Waddle, the coaching, the quarterback, everything like that. I definitely disagree with you, though, on Puka being a flash in the pan. I think he could be a consistent, you know, wide receiver two in fantasy, like a, you know, a 13 to 24 guy, like he finishes in that range, which is still very, very good, especially at a guy who's drafted in the fifth round. You know, he's shown it on a consistent basis as he's getting open different ways. You know, Pittsburgh last week was putting like every man kind of man coverage they could on him, and he was just bullying by them. But with that, with consistent, you're saying showing consistency. At this point, the only consistency is week to week. Waddle has consistent for going on years now. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, he has six games in his resume. Whereas Waddle has how many? You know what I mean? Yeah, he's shown years. he's got he's gotten past the the year one, and then he's gone to year two, and shows you, and now year three how how good he is as a football player. Whereas I don't, I haven't been shown that much. It's not it's not enough for me to give up Jalen Waddle. Six games isn't enough for me okay. to be like, oh, well, you know what? He's the best. He's going to be great. You know what I mean? Can he take over for? For a cup, when inevitably he's done, because cup is up there. Yeah, but so can Waddle. Waddle is he's very much taking over. For yeah, Tyree because Hill. and Tyreek Hill has said, "When is he retiring? How many Next more years?" Year. He's yeah. So that was even more thing I forgot to mention why I was taking Waddle, but I also think Cooper Pukenakui uh, could, like you said, step right in for Cooper Cup because it kind of looks like they're very similar at this point. I feel like it's too just too early to tell. Okay, that's I mean between, that's fair between. You know, Waddle being with two and being young, and then it being too young, too early to tell with Puka, along with Stafford, who's not going to be there for you know the next five six years, whereas mm-hmm. Tua will be. There's more pros in getting Jalen Waddle than there is for Puka, in my in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, again, I'm not disagreeing with you. I would take Waddle. It's just I think Puka's going to be very good. Maybe, Maybe he very well be, but I mean, he's been very, very entertaining to watch, but it's just such a short sample size so far. Okay. All right. That's fair. Uh, the next question I had is from JD Matthews on the Wind Daily Discord. He asks, he was stacked at wide receiver or stacked at tight end with Waller, Kincaid, Musgrave, and Ferguson. This is a two part question. What would you trade Waller for in a one QB league? Because this was also, he said one QB. I think I would take a th- two, three. That's three? a second and a third. Or, yeah, yeah uh, maybe may one of right around that range. Okay. Maybe I mean you gotta hit while the, you know the iron's hot. So I mean you could get a, a two for him. I think the highest you can get is a two. I think it's acceptable to take a three though. I think I would. So. I'm a bigger believer in Waller than you, at least for the next two, three years. You know, I don't think there's much going forward further with that. Um, A few weeks ago, I traded for Waller in a one QB league. But what I did was I traded a 26 second and a 24 third. So I kicked the can down the road a little Mm -hmm. bit and then added the third on top of it. Plus, in this league, you get half points more for tight end catches. So tight ends are a little bit more valuable in that league. Okay. 
So I'm good with that. Like I told, so I told him I would take a second for Waller, maybe a little bit more uh, in a one QB league, just because I like where he's at. I feel like he is the best pass catcher on that team. And I do think he could be uh, a startable asset in fantasy for another two to three years. I, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree. I mean, that's a good, that's a good, you know, description of it. Um, a two, a two. It's just like where, how high is your two? You know. So let's just. So what I always do is I'll say mid, mid second. Let's say okay. So with I'm not familiar with a half a point. So how much more valuable is a tight end? You know, it's a half point more reception. <sighs> so instead of like. If a wide receiver catches the ball, he gets one point. A tight end catches the ball, it's one and a half. Okay. So in our league, it's in our uh, home league, it's tight ends get two points for a reception and wide receivers get one. But in this league, it's half. But I I don't know if he has a premium for tight ends. Okay. I don't know. It mean it all. I guess it all. It's all dependent on what the rules are. Then. So if he's Mm -hmm. more, if he's more valuable, then. You know, the, the price tag goes up. Right. So then he responded back like a day later and said he traded Darren Waller and Romeo Dobbs for Rasheed Rice. So when he first said that, I was looking at it. I'm like, I think you gave up too much. And then I caramba. I broke it down a little bit and I was like, all right, so if you can get a two for Waller, you would be trading two for Dobbs as well. You're trading two twos and maybe a little more like a, you know, a third or something. For Rasheed Rice, and I'm like, you know what? That actually sounds about right. You know, Rasheed Rice right now is the wide receiver one in Kansas City. He he's shown enough to be, you know, again a startable asset in the NFL. I was never the biggest oh. fan. Um, hands were a little bit of a concern. Uh, uh, separation's a little bit of concern, but you know, I love George Pickens, so I can't really put too much stock in that. Yeah. Um, he has shown enough right now to to be worth, you know. Multiple seconds for she rice. I think Dobbs, I think Dobbs eventually grows with Jordan love, which is fantastic. So I think kind of, I think he kind of gave up a little bit much for him, but I don't uh, think you're that's far off, you know, maybe, but do you honestly think that Kansas city doesn't go out and make some sort of move or in the off season, get a guy who's going to push, you know, him, to the back. You know what's burner. funny? We talked about this, you know, the whole episode. Kansas City could be a part, uh, someone who was involved in this. You see, we say it every year. Kansas City could be, you know, going out to get this guy. They normally really don't. No, but what if they dra- or what if they go in the off season and get a guy? Not not so much in trade deadline. This has been the craziest trade deadline for NFL in quite some time. True. Um, I mean, I still think he has enough to be like the one two on that team, you know? Um, I think this is a good deal. I think it's fair for both teams, just depending on what you're doing. Like if I I would take Rasheed Rice for that, I would, I'm not the biggest, I'm not even the biggest Rasheed Rice fan, but you like him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do. I think Dobbs, again, I could be completely wrong, but, you know, they have Christian Watson as a second round pick. They have Jaden Reed as a second round pick. They have Luke Musgrave as a second round pick. Romeo Dobbs, I believe, was like a fourth or fifth round pick. Uh, it, I know none of that really matters. I mean, draft capital doesn't always mean success, but they have these guys that could potentially, you know, eat into Dobbs's targets, eat right. into Dobbs's success. You know, there really isn't anybody right now in Kansas City besides Travis Kelsey. And we, you know, we think Travis Kelsey's not going to be here much longer, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, last question I have for you. And this is one that I posted on Twitter, and I'm going to look it up the poll uh, right now. But what is Tajay Spears worth in Dynasty if Derrick Henry is traded? This is somebody we both like, too. Yeah, uh, man, I hate the I hate the like uncertainty of trade deadlines. Yeah, it's like I don't. I mean, a second, a second. 
with, yeah, maybe. without Derrick Henry there? I would – you know what I would do? I would try to – yeah, I would try to throw a second out there while Derrick Henry's there because I think ev- inevitably Tajay Spears takes over. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to be you're going to be winning with the guy because he shows that he can play. So mm-hmm. once he takes over the role, I think you know that is a, you 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 either you're going to draft a guy in the second round this upcoming draft, or you have this guy who's shown he's proven with one year. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, not only that, Tajay Spirits a few times has outsnapped Derrick Henry in football mm-hmm. games. Um, it won't you be. I would probably give up a back end first for Tajay Spears just yeah. because of the running back class that has come out. I haven't really dove into it too much, but from everything that I've kind of looked into, none of those running backs are really separating themselves as yeah. being the top guy. And I no. do think Tajay Spears could be a top guy in Tennessee. That's a run first offense. Uh, that dude just he he makes moves like LaShawn McCoy, and I think that's why I'm a big fan. Yeah, but I think that that offense is going to change a little bit when they go yeah. to Will Levis, who's a little bit more mobile, at, or Malik Willis, who's a thousand times more mobile. True. I mean, I think you and me are both more mobile than Ryan Tannehill, Ryan so Tannehill. that offense is going to change a little bit. So the poll right now has 72 votes. Um, 39% said they would give up a 24 first. 46% said they would give up a 24 second and 15% said other. So I, it's pretty close between mm-hmm. a first and a second. I think a lot of people are either, you know, they don't really want to give up that, that first just in case. And they also don't believe the trade deadline hype that's, you know, happened so far with Derrick Henry being moved. And you just said 30 minutes ago, they, you poured cold water on it. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. Um, but we both really do like Tajay Spears here, and I do think he's going to be a stud when given the full. Yeah, when given the full workload. Um, all right, well, you got any more? you have any trade questions, or you think that's – we're good? Uh, all right, yeah, do you – well, in NFL trade-wise, do you think okay. – do you think the Eagles are done? Do you think Howard Roseman is done making moves, or you think Dude, I you saw? And I wait, saw somewhere. Do that, you what? If you think they're not done, what do you think he moves for? I don't think they're done because that's like, I don't think they're done inquiring. They might not make a move, but I don't think they're done inquiring because they seem to be a team that's always like poking around the check mm-hmm. to see what's happening. Um, I don't know if this was real or not, but I saw Pat Sertain was a possible uh, trade Ooh. target for the Eagles. I don't, I don't believe I buy that because, like, why would I know Denver's rebuilding, but like, why would you give up a building piece? Yeah, <laughs> why would you do that? Right, the uh, guy uh, who was a Kenny Moore from Indianapolis. Kenny Moore, Indianapolis, a very good corner. Um, that could be somebody I think they would move. Um, I saw, and I don't know if I buy this, but like, running back is a possible trade because- target. <laughs> The the illustrious Rashad Penny is is here on the just on the sidelines as a healthy yeah, scratch. Like, what? Why? Why do we need another? Like what? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think they need another running back. I think DeAndre Swift has looked good. You He's know, looked good, I, but personally, I can't stand Kenny Gainwell. So, yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> but like, I've seen them tied to Derrick Henry before. I like it. Huh. I love the I star mean, power, for, baby. <laughs> yeah, for for one year, please. Yes, please go. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. They're always, like I said, poking the bear when it comes to trades. But I I don't see running back. I, I don't I don't necessarily think they needed that bad to give up. You know, things for Derrick Henry at this point. I feel like, and the great thing about Howie, he doesn't give a shit about draft picks, but then he sure. does. So it's like, he'll give them up. He'll give here, here's a fourth and a fifth for a, an all pro safety. Thank you. Yeah. And Terrell Edmonds. Um, <laughs> I think, dude, if, if Arthur Smith doesn't want to run the ball with B. John Robinson, we'll trade for him. Yeah. I'll give you, if it was a fifth and a sixth, not, not a fourth and a fifth for, um, Byard. but yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you a, a second for uh, Bijan if you don't want him. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that's going to just about do it for us here at the Dynasty Dogs. Um, 
You can follow us both on Twitter at Dynasty Dog Mike and Dynasty Dog Rich, or it's not Twitter anymore, it's X. I, that's another thing we're never going to get used to, like the you know Las Vegas Raiders and the LA oh, yeah. Chargers, but whatever. Agreed. Um, all right, well, that'll be it for tonight. You guys have a good one. See you.